Hello and welcome everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5. I hope everyone has got a drink and is in their favourite comfiest chair. Sitting back, relaxing, getting ready for a good night of entertainment. Alrighty, let's have a little look here and see who's joining us tonight. Let me scroll on through here. Julie, welcome. Welcome to the show. Lainey Kelly, thank you for joining us on YouTube. Also, we got Kitty Catch. Thank you for joining us. Good to see you a little while ago. And Annie, thank you. Thank you for joining us again. Who else have we got here? Oh, Darren Archer. Welcome. Welcome all the way from West Queensland. Oh, must be nice and warm up there. <laughs> Bit warmer than here, I think. Who else have we got here? Oh, DTY and Baby Groot. I hope Baby Groot's watching as well. That'd be good. Oh, dear. Who else have we got here? Alan. Hi, Alan. Andrew Barker. Good evening. Oh, Houston, Texas. Dave, all the way from America. Thanks for joining. And Oz Fox. Welcome. Welcome all the way from down south. Thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, nice. Oh, Graham Cook from Tinonee. Tinonee. Never heard of that, Graham. <laughs> Must be a little tiny town. Little tiny town. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Really awesome for you all to be here. So thankful. Uh, so feel free to chat amongst yourselves in the chat room. Um, it is a family-friendly show, so try and keep it PG. I do have a moderator lurking in the background, so if you're not playing nicely, you'll get booted out of the playground. <laughs> oh, dear. So tonight we're going to check out what's happening around Australia and New Zealand, a few of the events coming up. Uh, we've also got another winner for the GDU calendar photo of the month. So stay tuned for that announcement at the end of the show. Uh, we've also got another giveaway thanks to John and Di at GeoStuff. Actually, we've got two giveaways from John and Di. So they're being very generous yet again to the GDU podcast. So thank you, John and Di at GeoStuff. That's awesome. And a uh, special thank you to all of our Patreons who do donate money to us every month. Special thank you to our sponsors, Lainey at Lainey K Consulting Group for all the marketing, mentoring and the coaching program. Thank you to John and I at Geostuff who do provide us with the prizes each month. And a special shout out to my mum who also bears some of the cost of the, pro, uh, the podcast. So thank you very much. Um, and as they say in the movies, I hope everyone's got a nice comfy, comfy seat, a nice good drink and are all set and ready to go. We are going to get this show started. I've got something a little bit special for you this week. So get ready. Here we go. Hey, I'm Hailmeister from Geocaching with Hailmeister on YouTube. You're watching Purple Cash Eater on the Geocaching Down Under podcast. <laughs> uh, how cool was that, Hailmeister, Hailmeister from America giving us a quick shout-out. So we're just going to jump straight on into some Aussie and some New Zealand events. Uh, first and foremost, actually, I'm just going to sneak this in real quick, is um, last weekend I had a little a little event up in Noosa, which is my hometown. So just quick shout-out to everyone who attended. There we all are. We've got Adam, we've got E Smiley, our underscore smiley eat sleep cash repeat and also jack's team so thank you everyone for coming out i know some of you did travel for a, quite a distance to be there so thank you very much it was so lovely to meet you all in person rather than just over the internet um and then on to the next big event we've got the wa goes big 
So that one is there. That one is going to be in Albany in Denmark. That's the 5th to the 7th of June. So June is rapidly approaching us. That's not far away at all. Uh, that one is GC905G6, and that one's over in Western Australia. Following that one is going to be the Millicent event, the GeoVenture 2020, which was moved from 2020 to 2021. That one's going to be on the 2nd of October, then in Millicent, South Australia. That GC code is GC82DAN. That one looks like it's going to be quite a good weekend. Following on from that in October, we have the New Zealand Mega, which was back in 2020 as well, moved to 2021. At this stage, that is all still going ahead. Uh, hopefully the aeroplanes keep flying us in and out of Australia. That would be good. Uh, that one's going to be uh, the 23rd to the 25th of October, GC8 Nice and easy to remember that GC code. <laughs> Following on from that one, we've got the uh, the Wangaratta event. That's down in Wangaratta, Victoria. That's the 13th to the 14th of November. Uh, that's going to be held down there. And that one is GC8EW45. So that is going to be good. That one looks like it's going to be a good event. And then we've also got all of the events from America have been postponed. Same dates, just the following year. So 2022 now, not the end of this year. Hopefully a few of us are planning to get over there. Um, once again, we'll see what time tells us. Now, I was also reading on Facebook just today that the um, Outback Queensland geocache muster is underway, um, but I couldn't find a cache page yet. Um, the website does have a few details. Uh, so if you want to jump over to their Facebook page, have a little read. They've got a bit of a uh, an interim agenda out so you can have a little look, find out what's going on. Uh, and then also we've got the souvenirs. So the Wonders of the World, they are still going. So you, they are still available. You can still get the Wonders of the World. Um, they've released the second stage of those. So if you're still going, you've still got time. They haven't given us an end date. So keep finding those geocaches. We've also got the um, Adventure Lab. That is still available if you'd like to request it. Just go to geocaching.com forward slash play forward slash request forward slash adventure lab and if you meet the criteria you can get an adventure lab and put that out we all love it good adventure labs i think we're all getting the hang of them by now the um the cito caching trash out season one is still underway that's running until the end of this month so you've still got to the 31st of may to pick up rubbish clean some graffiti link in with land care find a group you can still do that and then you can also get your gc neat um locationless cash as well um so just show that you've improved an area by cleaning it up before and after photo of yourself um and tell them what you did and you can get that souvenir as well and the perseverance souvenir that is still available and if you haven't logged it by now what are you doing with your life you need to figure out that code and log it because how often are we getting to mars you know so do that. It's easy peasy. If I can do it, you can do it. All righty. So let us be carrying on. So I'm going to move on now to the geocaches of the month. Now, not too many um, have been released this month. So I've got uh, New South Wales. Uh, theirs was April. April was uh, MV Geocaching, which is GC3X. If I can get it here. 
put it up so you can read it. GC3XRH2 MVG Caching by Team AJKW. That one's located near um, Karua and Nelson Bay, just north of Newcastle. Um, the cache is a two-stage multi, a mystery, I should say. Uh, stage one's a little different to the usual. You have to tune into a radio station and then work out the code, so that's a bit unique and a bit cool. Uh, that one's originally placed in 2012, so that's been out for a while and could be a good one if you are trying to knock off your Jasmine grid. Uh, next on from that was Western Australia for March. Uh, they had um, an adventure lab, which was Defence of Perth, uh, so that's in around Perth there. That one's got five stages located um, from Fremantle through to Bull Creek, so it takes you on a bit of a journey. It's focused on the local military sites, including tunnels, telecommunications, spitfires, tanks, and artillery. So that one could be a good one if you're a bit of a history buff. It's a good one. And I didn't write it in my little pop-ups here, but for April, uh, for Western Australia is Treasure Trove by GeoTracker. That one is GC8ZP9F. That one's located near Mandura, which is just south of Perth. Uh, it's a jigsaw-type puzzle. Um and it takes you to an interesting final location. It's currently only got 16 finds in eight months, but with 81% favourite point ratio, I think it must be a pretty decent one. So if you're in that area, head over there, have a look. Now, as far as I could tell, South Australia um, have not dated, updated their website, so I don't know if South Australia's got a geocache of the month for last month. Um, but when they update, I will let, let you know in the next show. Queensland, we're doing a bit of an honourable shout-out uh, to the Echidna, which has 43 favourites. That one's GC96R8J. Uh, that one's out Debro Way. So not an official geocache of the month, but a good honourable shout-out to that one. Uh, that's near the Debro Mega events, all of their GeoArt. So that's a good one to get to if you're ever out doing that. The uh, GeoArt as well. Alrighty, so let us move on to our next section and I have another treat for you, so hold on to your seats. Hi, I'm Neil Moore from Cash Tales on YouTube. You're watching the Purple Cash Eater on the Geocaching Down Under podcast. <laughs> Pulling them all in here. So that was Neil Moore from America as well. They just had their Mingo Bender, so I pulled in a few favours and got a, got a shout out or two there. So as you all know, I am Pebble Cash Eater, and tonight I'm joined by my special co-host. You know him as the Humbug. Here he is. Welcome to Humbug. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you going? Not too shabby. For that's, a that's good. Better. Must be a little bit warmer up there. You've only got the T-shirt on, so that must be good. Oh, and it's warm. Oh, good. But, but we're due for more rain tomorrow. Oh, that'd be right. Yeah, it is the season, isn't it? Yep. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about what is tree fishing. We're going to also be talking about technical tree tree climbs with proper climbing gear uh, and also going to be talking about water-based caching as well. So that is your forte. That is. Um, <laughs> so what would you like to know? Well, basically, I was just going to give a shout out to the uh, chat room if anyone's got any questions relating to uh, any of those, tree caching or tree fishing, what is it, um, how to do a water-based geocache, chuck your questions in the 
uh, chat room. I will try and pop them up on the screen so I can ask to humbug on your behalf. Um, and, but basically, we're going to start with some easy questions for you, Bug. Sure. Sorry about it. Excellent. So um, your caching name is obviously De Humbug. How did you come up with it? De Humbug. That was my first Instagram name. Right. And um, the name was given to me by my fighting coach. He called me a bit of a humbug. Okay. The liaise with all the, the site teams and people in that sort of um crowd so yeah so i was always humbugging so i'm like that's the name i'm gonna use and um so yeah instagram was first the humbug before i even created a geocaching account so yeah okay and, so um, it's just natural progression yeah the humbug um most people up this way know me as bug mm -hmm. or or it's a bug case so yes Nice. Yeah, pretty, oh, that's nice yeah, and easy to common. remember. So um, when did you start caching? 1st of August 2013. So, <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> yeah, about 4 p.m. or something like that. But, 4 p.m., um, wow. So with that, um, I used to work with a guy that used to have this handheld PDF device. Mm -hmm. um, and he enlightened me about this hobby. He told me about a few, a couple here on Sunshine Coast. One mm -hmm. that's still in play up at Sun, uh, Rainbow Beach. Mm -hmm. One that's not in play at Chambers Island. And um, yeah, and he was using his PDF device, this fancy yeah. gadget thing. And um, yeah, so, and I looked into it. So this was back 2004. I looked yeah. into it, looked into handheld GPSs. And like some of my fishing mates had them, and they were five hundred dollars each, so it wasn't viable. So anyway, we rolled through smartphones. Um, Made it much Apple, easier. Yeah. My phone. Um, next thing you know, we were thinking about talking about it, and looked it up, and what do you know? There was an app. There was an app for yep. everything. So yeah. Um, and what but do you know? There was one down two hundred two hundred meters down the road. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that happens. Yeah. So did you start by yourself or did you drag your family out? Uh, we did drag your family out. Yeah. Um, I went out with my wife and then took the kids the next day and then, yeah, no, but as well, they usual. they would finding the treasure. Yeah, um, they play around. They play sometimes. So, um, so but, you know, as it was any teams, usually there's, one person that carries on with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it sort of ends up that way, doesn't it? Well, let me just race through a couple of these questions, these early questions I got for you. I can see some questions coming through in the uh, chat room, so we'll get to those. Uh, so what what are some of your favourite stats from your geocaching career? How many finds do you have? I only have about 3,000 or so. I'm oh. not big on finding, but... Um, Okay. I prefer the hiding element. That's more yeah. fun. Yeah, I yeah. sort of thrive on the logs and yes, yeah. Favorite point junkie, just slightly. But um, gosh, well, that's know. right. You put out a better quality cache, and yeah, people enjoy it. So why not? Yeah, I, I do try and cater for everyone. Um, 
I've filled the DT bridge for hives. Okay. One of my little proud achievements. Yeah, that's um, that's quite an achievement, that one. I've done it in times as well, but once or twice, but um, yeah. But really yeah. proud of the hides. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's good. Thanks yeah. to everyone else too, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what's your favourite type of cash to find? Probably the more adventurous stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. It used to be unloved caches. Okay. Go and thrive on stuff that people haven't found for a while. Yeah. So, do you have uh, cache so you can see the unloved caches? Um, you can do that through DC. Okay. Uh, caches that haven't been found for a while. The last found. Yeah. Um, you can also um, yeah, you can do it other ways. You sort of you sort of know. But it's yeah. more like harder terrain caches are always going to be the ones that are rarely found. So I don't put my wine away all the time. I always yep. throw mine on the ute, ready to go anytime. Yes. For, for that first of time, because I like first of time. And um, so what we have done, thanks to Wesley, who's another uh, caching team on the Sunnyfest. Yep. He mentioned that he's put Dow down the middle. Yes. Oh, yes. Of yep. The pole. So, and then what I've done is affix my hook and then compress that, tighten up that hook so it's not. Onto the Dow. Hole. So easy. Yeah. Yep. That's the rig I'm running with at the moment anyway, so we'll see how we go. Where did you I've get had, the from? Uh, you can get these at two dollar shops. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I think you get two for two dollars. Nice. I, on the previous pole, the force ten pole, force eight pole from Tacklevania. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually try to be fancy and do the like how you would set your your loops on your tree, on your fishing rods. Oh, yes. Yep. And I did it with vine and then did it with resin. And yeah, I try to get fancy by when I put cases back up in the trees. Yes. And um, I end up breaking it. So. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I really like that hook because it's got a hook both ways. Well, that's the advantage the of it. Facing up on a hook facing down, so you so can use it multiple ways. So, yes, that's that's what I like. So, yeah. with, with the bottom hook, you can usually get the case unhooked from the branch. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. Yep. You have to give kudos to someone sort of coming up with that. Um, so you can get. The, the case up on the hook, but then like usually get yeah. it up where you don't want it. So the bottom, this top hook, well, is good to drag it down and make it a bust right. for everyone. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, she likes to make it difficult for people. I yeah, I own a couple of difficult ones. So, so. Yeah. Oh, you got to keep yeah. them honest. So, so it's an actual fishing pole then. It's not just a Kevlar pole. It's an actual fishing pole or fishing uh, rod. This this one here is a squid pole. They call them right or, or a telescopic 
eight meter, so you can get like eight meter or a ten meter telescopic pole. Ten meters, is that good? And um, yeah, I think what their aim is is that like when you fish on on a bank and you want to get your bait a long way so you can quicken right long distance. So that's what they're used for. Mind you, I've never seen anyone use one of them for, for that, but um, what a great device for us, I reckon. That's right. That's right. Because, like, yeah, I, I reckon these tree fishing cases are awesome. It's an awesome concept. It is, yeah. It's something a little bit different, a little fun. Yeah. It's just yeah, a was, different aspect of the game. Yeah. I was speaking to a few of the oldies and um, – People that have been in the game a long time, and what I love about it is that you know we all have those parks or whatnot where we've had cases and they've been yep. muggled time after time. Yeah. You get yep. just love to bring people there, like other cases. Yeah. yeah. And um, as a case owner, it just oh, it's hard work. Frustrating. So, yeah. So this gives us an opportunity to yeah. put, put it up a tree. Case. Gets yep. less muggled. Well, not and at out all. Of, out yeah. Of, uh, muggles reach. That's right. And they're not going to bother with all these poles and hooks and everything to get down a, a container. The other, the other advantage of that mm. is also, too, is that oh, with all this wet, all this rain we've had, mm. is that it keeps containers dry. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I go and check on these things, and the log books are dry. Yeah. So it's great. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Also, being up high, they dry out easier if they do get moisture in them. Yep, they're in the in the wind. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there's a comment from the uh, from Facebook here. Kirsten says, uh, "Just want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law Nadine, who fell out of a tree while geocaching last month and broke her humerus. Ow! Poor this Nadine. Is, this is not so humorous. That is definitely not humorous." Oh, my goodness. All right, here's another question for you, Humbug. Uh, Bill Morgan, he would like to know, how do you rate a pole cache? I well, think he's talking about in terms of, like, difficulty and terrain. I didn't set this trend, but I just followed mm -hmm. on from others. And they set them, because even though it's, like, special equipment, mm -hmm. they're still rating them opposite. Like, okay. So if you stand on somewhere where you can have a wheelchair, that's terrain one. And then we set the difficulty. Yes. Usually by how high it is up in the tree. All right, okay. Yep. Or so the longer up. the pole, the higher the detail. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good rule of thumb. Uh -huh. Well, thanks for that question, Bill. That was a good one. I've got another one here from uh, just a comment from uh, Thomas Shields, who's Thomas Tank Engine. He's down in Canberra as yeah. well. He 3D prints his hooks. Well, it's a bit specialised. I like it. I wish I I um, That'd be dangerous. I will message him about that. <laughs> I was going to say, you might have to put an order in. <laughs> yes, uh, that'd be great. I've got another question for you here from uh, Julie. Well, not a question, a comment. Uh, I free climbed your southeast corner challenge. Not bad for 62. Jeez, Julie. Very good indeed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you for all those pe people that came up from down south to our mega and, and also came up to the sunny coast and not only found my coaches, but found the other coaches on the sunny yeah. coast as well. Absolutely. So we're, we're, Absolutely. We're thankful for that. Yes. There you go. And Oz Fox asked a question, and I believe you answered that one. Squid poles. Yes, they are. Just thought I'd mention, like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, there's the uh, application and the tools that we use. But, yeah. uh, what's the best container for Yes. Pole? So there's been a few different types. Um, I have a few different options out there. But um, mm -hmm. thanks to Tim, Wallaby, the Wallaby Wanderers, I know he's watching. He is. I've got his. Got a little yeah, bit of Quite simply, he came up with the 13 mil cable tie option from, from Synergy. Okay. It gives you a good solid loop. Yes. So, all those so you things, just set it at a radius and hook it over a branch? Oh, no, you just zip it up to the, the biggest radius that you can right. get it to. Okay. And, but it, it keeps a consistent loop. Whereas mm -hmm. uh, some of these other ones are wire, sort of like end up sort of like that. Right, distorting, yeah. Yes, and it makes it hard to put the container back or get it off or because okay. if it's wire, when you go to pick up the weight, it simply like goes like that. Yes. Then it makes yeah. it hard to get off the branch. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So keep containers light and keep the loops round. Yeah, there you go. There's a good no trick for people who are looking to put one out. Use a zip tie, not the metal. That's very handy for finding. Um, yep. So your your hook that you have there, that would get that one that, that geocache that you just held up, that would get that out of the tree? Very easily. Yeah. Oh, there's a good question. Which one? By, uh, Grand Cordial up in Townsville. What about travelling on plane with one of these bad boys for North Queensland cases? Yes. Well, you can check in your luggage. Um, I'm, a lot of people are carrying these in, like, plumber's PVC pod just to look after them. And this is, is great often, like, because, you know, keeps them in good condition. Now, if you were to do that, you could have a PVC. I know I used to carry my fishing my fishing gear on yeah. planes when I went up north and whatnot. So yeah. you check that check that in on the luggage, of course you probably have to pay extra. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably an oversized baggage. Well, I know a lot of people travel light and they don't even check in luggage. So oh. if you've got to check in something, it's not the end of the world. No, that's um, right. But it is good. The traveling caches always um, I team up with someone local and borrow their pole. There's a lot of that going on, I noticed, originally. <sighs> Probably easiest. Yeah. Anyway, Thomas Tank Engine says, uh, that looks cool, the previous cache you showed us with the zip tie. I don't like the micro bisons on a single cable tie. You need binoculars to spot them. <laughs> Tough to challenge, Tank Engine. Yes, uh, I haven't seen any bisons on a tree fish yet. But um, okay. yeah. well, I've, done a, I've done a couple of camo ones. That mm -hmm. you, can, you can usually pick the plastic out, I think, even for a colourblind person like me. 
and he reckons that those ones are frequently found on the ground, found around four to five last weekend and two were found on the ground. Oh, that's a shame. That's yeah. nasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's up to the CEO to put it back where it needs yep, to go. Yeah, that's right. If you're going to go to that trouble, you got to look after it. The kitty catch, yeah. she said that she loves your hide in Nambour. Uh, she needed a ladder and a pole for that one, but uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, that's something, something. else. Something. Yeah, it's called something. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's on the pedestrian bridge over okay. that looks over an old a model railway. Oh, station. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a club that meets there once a month, and I happen to have a side there the very day that the, the club met there. So mm -hmm. yeah, so that's oh, cool. That's quite something else. Yeah, there you go. Tim's uh, backed you up in the uh, chat room there. Tree fishing poles are considered fishing rods so they can be carry on as it's graphite. So, Yep. And you can just put your hooks or whatever into your general luggage. Yep. You know? that's, you that's why something like this is, um, you know, you can take it on and off if you want to. Yeah. Uh, and the gel. Yeah, that's good. And Tim has a good setup as well, just quietly. Yeah, something similar to yours? Yep. All right. He has a option where so he's got his hook glued to another piece of fishing rod, mm -hmm. and it's simply it's a snug fit. That's, yes, and he just pulls it out when he's ready and puts it on top. Okay, it's also a very good option. There we go. Yeah. So Andrew Barker, he reckons uh, we're planning to borrow a pole for the next mega, so we don't have to fly ours up from Tassie. Always happy to help. Yes, that's good. Graham, what's Graham saying here? Back in November 14, I went to Mount Gambier, South Australia, for Bats in the Belfry, for double ZTB, and that was for an FTF six-plus months after it was placed. So it was still an FTF after six months. Just 1,250 kilometres as the crow flies from Taree. Thanks for the idea of the zip ties, as I have a few challenge casters that would be handy for. There you go. So. Good tip on the zip tie. Barb Tui, Barbie, Barb Tui, one of those, has made a great hook out of coat hangers. There you go. If you don't have all the, um, the D shackles and fishing poles and all of that, you can just use a coat hanger. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure people get well, really creative. Ad, Adam's, I saw Adam said earlier uh, that quite simply that's what a lot of people are using. They're just using a bit of coat hanger. And when they're yep. ready to use it, just a bit of tape. Yeah. yeah. 100 mile an hour tape. <laughs> Get you out of a spot. Oh, dear. oh, here you go. Here's a question from Darren Archer in Queensland. Do you have any issues with finders not placing the caches back in the same spot? Apparently, we have that sort of issue in southeast Queensland. I haven't yeah. heard of it happening much on many of mine yet. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, normally they do suffer a bit of cash creep, so that's good that most of them are well, going back. Well, I think it's the, it's the way that the container set up is manufactured. So yeah. It's just, sometimes it's just hard to get it on. Get yeah. Back on, so. mm, that's right. Oh, hey, Grub Fred, thanks for joining us. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Grub Fred, welcome. He's Hi. on the central here with me. Hi, Grub Fred. Uh, yeah, there you go. Eat, sleep, cash, repeats, Rick, and that uh, Andrew Barker must be time for a Tassie Mega, surely. We'll all come to you. How about that? 
be interesting. Very good. I think they've got plenty of room for new cases down there. Oh, my God, yes. Plenty of space down in Tassie. Beautiful down there. And, and a great reviewer, so. Yes. I own a couple I own a couple of cases in Tassie. Oh, good, yeah. So thanks. And thanks someone maintains to, them for you? Thanks to, yes, yeah, stainless steel array. Here's an oh, egg no. and Mapsack. There you go. So DTY, she says, Aquilus one uses a fork with the middle prongs bent down and a hair tie to hold it on. Works a treat. Whatever uh, you got to do, eh? Whatever gets you there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, dear. All right. So that's sort of tree fishing. Is there anything else that people need to know about tree fishing? If you're going to hide one, uh, our local dealers are asking for, like, photos of the container. Mm -hmm. It's hard to actually take a photo of the hide because it's usually so <laughs> far up. Yeah, and that's right. I'm getting a few comments that people need to go to Specsavers to improve <laughs> their their prescriptions so they can see some of mine. But, that's right, take um, a binocular. Yeah. Uh, information, photos is good for hiding. Yeah, take a picture of it before you put it in the tree. Yeah. More information, yeah. the better. Help the Absolutely. Reveal yeah, yeah, they Goes can't see goes in the yeah. little secret file when they review your case so yeah. um, so you're, you're also into the technical tree climbs where you need actual climbing gear so how did you get into that was it climbing first or did you get into climbing because of geocaching definitely got into climbing because of geocaching it was something i was mm -hmm. always interested in with abseiling and whatnot but i never ever ever got around to it you know, mm -hmm. never did one of those school camps and got to do that. So yeah, that's always, always wanted to be one of those people that goes down the mountain, you know, like, like, yeah. And so when, um, uh, Philip from Melbourne, a lot of everyone knows Philip, everyone mm -hmm. loves Philip, he came up for a work thing and he mm -hmm. posted an event saying, um, who would like to get into this and or who would like to come and try it and there was only a couple of us uh, yeah there was matt from scats madhouse and i and a couple others and we went mm -hmm. over and we watched we participated in this first tte uh ttc sorry technical yep. tree climb okay so, which the first one in southeast Queensland, or maybe the first one in Queensland, was yeah brew with a view so so I was, yeah, there the night that it was hidden and then thought came up again, had a tree climbing event. Okay. Yeah. So, so people could rock up and, and get them in the gear and, and they could climb up and sign the logbook. Yeah, the good thing about that is other people came along, um, people like Brother Colin, who was like a oh, yes. ex ropes expert. And um, there was a couple, one arborist guy came along. Okay, and great. That's great. People who know what they're really doing. The case was hidden and uh, a lot of people came to that because it was an official uh, GC event. Mm -hmm. so, um, and then a couple of people put out some and then I went away. I went down to Melbourne mm -hmm. and I was only there for a few months and I, I hooked up with my old mate, Matt Scattigood from Scott's Madhouse. Mm -hmm. And we went out to a few of the cases near Lake Eildon, Eildon. One of the cases was um, the 200 metre 
200 meter vertical ascent challenge. Ah, um, uh, okay, yes. Beautiful location. You climb it and yep. it looks out, views out over the Golden Valley, and um, you could climb it. And you had to have oh, something like 150 meters of climbing other people's cases, yeah. but you could have claim 50 meters okay. of your own. Okay. And it just simply wasn't enough for me to come and claim it. So, yeah, I had to get get into it and put out yeah, three. And do more. Yeah. Put out three of my own so far. Yes. And so you've got your own now and, and you're trained and all of that? Oh, I wouldn't say. Training was hard for me. Uh, if something, like I really wanted someone to teach me, someone to teach me, but just trying yeah. to hook up with someone and it was just could do a ropes course and uh, it's not recommended definitely not recommended that you just suck it and see and try it yourself yeah. but that's what i did and um i'd already had like great guidance from people like philip um, yes who's the degree symbol um matt scattergood and brother colin who was a bit of a uh, rope climbing rope abseiling expert, you know, he was a teacher. And okay. um, so great foundation. So I just, yeah, re Good start. remembered what they taught me and applied that and just got back into it. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's very interesting sort of part of catering. Um, yes, very it's niche. Not e it's not, not easy. <laughs> I um, can't imagine it is easy. T yeah, it's a, probably the hardest T5 coaching that I participate in. Yeah, um, yeah I've seen some pictures on the internet of climbs and it just, it, it looks pretty extreme, or it can yeah. be. Yeah. Um, I, I have an instant rope setter, which is okay. over this shoulder. Yes. Uh, that's what we'll call it. And that uh, throws the stray line up. So oh, I, yeah. use, I use a bit of arborous tree climbing gear. Mm -hmm. the, uh, I use stray bag, arborous stray bags and stray lines to get the stray line up and then put the rope up and then set yeah. the rope. And the good thing about technical tree climbs, like hiding them, you can make your container as big as you want, usually. Like, yeah, that's right. Is like, that really not going to be anyone any muggle finding that unless they're really dedicated and curious as to what it is <laughs> yeah i found found one in uh victoria right mm -hmm. around the corner from the other one all hidden by clever monkey i don't know if you guys know clever monkey but yeah he yeah he, he really loved casing spent a lot of money on it he mm -hmm. had an ammo can on a parachute yes and uh that's called broken arrow and Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't miss it, really. So. <laughs> but it was uh, hard to get to. Indeed, it was. It was <laughs> 20, I thought it was 20 meters, or I'd have to go back and have a look at the stats. But, it's um, funny, like you say 20 meters, and it doesn't sound very far, but when you start climbing a tree and you're dangling from a rope, 20 meters is really high. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's, it sounds easy. And most of this, when we start, it's very hard to sort of um, use the ascender to get up and 
Yeah, very physical. Yeah. All I can say is don't be fat. Look, it doesn't matter. Like, it's about the application. But, yeah. um, I noticed the heavier I got, um, the harder it is. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And down in uh, ACT, she reckons there's quite a few tree climbs now in and around ACT. Each one's higher than the last one, but very few technical climbs. So you might have yeah. to uh, have a look at that on your way through as well. I wasn't aware of any of them when I passed through there very briefly. Yeah. Um, I stopped at Bowerall mm-hmm. on the first run to have a look at Five Eyes, and um, that was very high up a tree, but then that changed. Yeah. Where you uh, needed an extension ladder. I don't know if I should say that. But... <laughs> oh, dear. So I also know that you're a big fan of water based caches as well. So yes. how did you uh, get into those? Uh, sort of thing, yeah. Like, um, Were friends going or you first, saw one and wanted to get it? When I first started, that week mm-hmm. that I started, um, only a week later I went to my first event. Okay. Jonathan Rock and at Lake Jonathan and Sierra One and us three scouts had already put out a flood of cases along the creeks and you hardly anyone owned um, a kayak or boats that, right. that yeah. location. So uh, you could hire a canoe or something for a gold coin donation. Mm-hmm. And but then but a lot of people then started getting kayaks. And so yeah, I hired one and for four hours I switched straight away. Went straight yeah. on eBay and bought a kayak for three hundred dollars. And um yeah, and then I started to hide a few of my own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate here that, again, kudos to Tim, Wallaby Wanderers. He's put out a flood of cases out here. Okay. On the sunny coast, that are T5. Yes. So, yeah. so he likes water-based cashiers too. Oh, I say more than like. <laughs> I think he loves taking his uh, puppy, Zelda, and along. Yeah. Um, have a paddle. paddle. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done any water-based caches because, I mean, I don't own a kayak and I, I had friends with, with a kayak, but they've since sold them, so I haven't had a chance. So it's sort yeah, of a gift to organise. We have to find all of them by kayak. So a lot of people go out to Somerset Dam. Oh, yes. And do the Dark Side series. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just hire a boat. Okay. It's sort of four-cylinder pup pup and they go along and take – yeah, it takes quite a while to find 100 cases with the Dark Side series, but, um, yeah, that's oh, done by boat and then a little bit of mini bit of walking and hiking between cases. So it's not all about kayaking. It's about yeah. just getting on the water. And there's also people swim to them. So I swam yep. to one of my first ones, so only yes. 20 metres or so, but yeah. I did swim to it. That's a, a challenge to try and uh, then sign the uh, logbook <laughs> with hands. I presume you took yeah. a pencil. The first one I swam to, uh, which was the Blue Lagoon. Sorry, I've got the table, got the camera. Um, up at Nisa, Swanton, and um, 
it used to be a local spot where lots of locals used to go there yeah. and swim the lagoon and then private property sort of stopped people from going there willy-nilly. And um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't have a kayak at that point and I really wanted to get there. Yeah. And so I walked as close up the creek and I got mm. an ammo can, tied a rope around my waist, put my GPS back in those days. That's clever. And put your GPS in the ammo can so it floated. Yeah, well, the E-Trax 10 was pretty good water-wise anyway. They're, mm. they're brilliant with GPS. I still yeah, use one are. to this day. Yeah, I've been through, yeah, I've been through three, three of them. And, yeah. But to protect my tool that I needed to find a case, put the yeah. Garmin in the ammo can. Most That's people brilliant. don't realise that ammo cans float. No. And so, yeah, I paddle across... I swam across Bullsharkville and and uh, use the things we do for a geocache. There you go, Wallaby Wanderers. He says he's got around a hundred caches on the water, with a couple more in the works: Malolaba, Maruchidor, Mary River, and Lake McDonald. So, <laughs> if you're heading in that area, keep your eyes peeled. There's more coming. Yes, yeah. if um, anyone around the country wants to find. A, a shipload of water-based coaches. Sorry, pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Tim yeah. has put out the thousands. And, yeah. And everywhere he's put out a series, I try and put a nod one or two. Yeah. Uh, we, Tim's uh, done a wonderful effort of trying to put coaches all on the Murky River. Oh, yes. Uh, and trying to plug up the gaps. Yeah, well, that's a busy river too. Very. Uh, there you go. I've been dobbed in. I've got a boat license, so what's holding me back? <laughs> Maybe I'll ask Santa for a boat for Christmas. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, you've already done half the work. That's right. Yeah, I've done all the hard work. I just need the boat now. There you go. Annie's commented on your Dark Side series. It's on her oh, list. Did not yes. have time when they went to Debra. Yes. It's not not my series. It belongs mm -hmm. to Florando, who also who also put the series, the fishing case series, down near South Australia, which okay. is which he, I don't know of anyone that's really done it by kayak or anything like that. Um, yeah, you do need a decent sort of boat. Yeah, yeah. is a bit of a a long paddle if you're going to go kayaking. <laughs> yeah, so. And they also have another series that goes up the inside of Bribey and, and a Venture Lab as well. Okay. So, um, at least it's on the protected side then. Yeah. A it's little. Quite, it's quite the paddle by kayak, I tell you. Yeah. It's stuffed. But, yeah. You, but you can do all those ones inside of Bribey on a kayak. Oh, okay. Yeah. Take you forever, but you can do it. I've got, a, I've got an offer from Kitty Catch. I can borrow her kayak. <laughs> Might just have to wait until it's a bit warmer, though. I agree with you, Eddie. It was cold when I was down there last week, last fortnight. It'll be even colder in the future. <laughs> Maybe I could take my ice skates. I haven't seen uh, many water ice skaters in Canberra come up on my search, so I will be on the lookout for that. Tank Engine reckons the only thing in his geo kit that he's missing <laughs> is a chainsaw. <laughs> Oh, well, if uh, it doesn't work out, get the chainsaw out. 
okay, I, I have a comeback to that. Like some, some on, on our local Facebook page, Sunshine Coast Facebook, um, commented that quite regularly. And um, I put a picture up of one of my hides mm. and it's um, basically one of these, but I've touched the rare earth magnet and it's on a railway bridge. Okay. Um, so you can't cut the railway bridge down because it's all metal. <laughs> well, there you go. Something else for the geo kit. But a chainsaw would always be handy. Well, if you can't have a chainsaw, Kitty Catch is going to take a cherry picker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is this is another thing I get thrown my way. Um, really? Time, yeah. Um, some of the, one of the cases here called Coney's cherry picker, personal cherry picker. And, um, yep. yeah, so... The way I get around that is put my hides um, on trees that are over the creeks and oh water. yeah. So you can't use a ladder or get a, anything to them. Oh dear, you can't wrangle any other way to it. God, they make it have an, They'll try and have an answer for everything. So they do, yeah, and they'll find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. There you go, tattoo squared. He's got many based lists, but they're just waiting to get done. Yes, on the to-do list. There's a lot on the to-do list. Yeah, I've uh, formed a bit of a list myself for ones around the country. I want to get down to Sydney. There's yep. ones on the Colo series, Colo River yeah. or something. Yeah, that'd be good. After the boys replace them. Mm -hmm. There you go, Kitty Catch. I reckon Chainsaw needs to be one of the uh, attributes. <laughs> it could be an attribute on the uh, VC page. <laughs> Andrew Barker reckons chainsaw makes the tree climbs easy. <laughs> Very easy. Just can't put it back the way you found it. So, uh, so you own a kayak now. So, you do you plan days to go kayak caching or? Uh, me myself. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually own uh, two or three of them, but uh, yeah, I got a couple, and look, I I don't like plan to do a lot of days on my own. I, I've got my own little series on Broome Pocket Dam, which is all challenge oh, yes. cases. Oh, and there's a couple other cases there. Um, I don't usually put mine in. There's a couple of Facebook groups that more water-based fun. They put out invitations yeah. to come and join them. Okay. So that's what I prefer to do. And Yeah, and make it social as well. Then when my friends put them out for first of finds, then yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all over them. I try to be. That's good. Throw the kayak in the ute and off you go. Yeah, well, sometimes the kayak lives on the ute permanently. So ah, there you go, prepared like a boy yeah. scout. Straight after <laughs> work. There you go. Oz wants to know: Is that a bike pump TTC bag launcher behind you? Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Good spotting Yeah, that's a, not a bad way of putting it. Um, a good mate, Stephen, though at Waggy, sent me the, some plans for this. Yeah. You know, I adapted what he sent me and, um, yeah, this, I've got, this serves me well. There's, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a trackable. Hey, trackable code there. PQH7WR. EQH7WR, if anyone wants to. <laughs> you, can a, 
your tree launching contraption. Yeah, kabushka. Yeah, I like it. So what, you uh, pump it up with the bike pump, builds up the pressure, and then you release it and it shoots up the, the line? Yeah. Look, um, yeah, you gotta be got to be safe when you use something like this. This is a yeah. V-dub, V-dub valve in the bottom. Valve. Yeah. It's simply, I think it was $40 of material from Bunnings. I, I didn't and see it. So, so, yeah, Grego is also trackable. Um, yeah, he was my Christmas present. So, oh. yeah. Want to give us the... I don't, uh, I don't know if anyone's much has seen The Mandalorian, which is... But, um, yeah, it's a cool Star Wars series. Um, I'll see if I can... See if we can see that. There you go. DCXFTW. DCXFTW. Yeah. Cover him as well. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Kitty Catch says there's going to be lots of tools needed for uh, the uh, Mega. People, oh, people yeah. in everyone, everyone has a telescopic ladder these days. Um, <laughs> Very handy. Kind of need yeah. one. I, I've never had one because I always had extending ladders and whatnot for, yeah. for my occupation. So handy, very handy. There you go. You need to head to Miller's. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe group will be there. Thank you, Disney <laughs> Millicent. It's like it's a date. Yeah, it's yeah. a date. He comes <laughs> with me. So nice. All right. Well, um, if um, do you have anything else to add about the tree climbing? Water-based geocaches. Would you suggest if people are going to take on water-based geocaches, they go with someone just in case for safety? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. Take water, take food. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, like you've got to be safe out there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, hat, sunscreen, water, all of that. Don't do what the bug does. <laughs> do as you say, not as you do. Yeah, look, um, I, I was so lucky. I was, I was born at Redcliffe, but growing up on the water, so. Um, yeah, familiar with it. Yeah, over four years I've been in and out of the water, so. I've, yeah, it's just comfortable for me, so. <laughs> Benjamin Manning reckons red aluminium baseball bats for the Salties. Later. <laughs> 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 yes. I uh, had quite a conversation with Ben about finding the water-based cases in Townsville, and and, and Townsville. Absolutely, you would definitely need something for Townsville. Well, we're looking at going up to Yapoon. Um, I don't know if anyone's noticed the fishing in the creek series up there. Um, sort of stuck out like a sore thumb for years and years and years. Um, yeah. Apparently, Tamigi just goes out on a kayak and these things and wow. yeah we're a bit funny about going north of oh, i don't know what rock, rocky yeah on rivers but yeah uh, yeah once your hair start heading up that way it starts getting a little bit questionable about song waters so yeah we're, we're looking to take a boat up so yeah yeah it's something with high sides so. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. i've been swimming where crocodiles are and um, but one thing I noticed in when I was in Northern Territory that uh, all the, the locals, the indigenous, 
geocaches. And photography just fits in so well with geocaching. You know, you're out in the wilderness, you're seeing some awesome things. So, yeah, take a a pic. If you're – take a pic. Take Um, a pic, submit it in the comp. If you're a bit of a PGC nerd, you'll – yeah, you're endorsed to load a photo with your love. Encourage to put a photo with your love. Um, yes. Or I'll love take a photo. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The thing that I don't like is that when I get my emails is that, like, how many people actually do attach a photo with the love? You sort of actually got to go into the case page and look at the logs. To see who's mm. put a photo, except yeah. except for my virtual and my earthcase, you know, where yeah. it's mandatory for, to have photo. the picture with it. Yeah. So I, lo- I love photos. Like I love travel bugs that have photos on them, so you can see where they are in different parts of the world. I love seeing people's, you know, experience of the geocache, like as the hider. I love seeing their their adventure finding the geocache. So I love pictures on my logs. I, I try and always put a, a picture on my log as uh, three ferrets knows. I'm always there taking pictures. <laughs> oh, dear. Alrighty, so let's wrap up, move on. This is probably everyone's favourite part of the show, prize time. Get ready. Here's a special announcement. Hey, Purple Cash Eater, it is Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, and you're listening to the Geocaching Down Under podcast. It's right below my feet down there it's right down there listen <laughs> so thanks to joshua the geocaching vlogger for that shout out that's awesome all righty so on to the prizes so thanks for everyone for joining us thank you for sticking around we're now over the hour mark so really appreciate your support and staying with us uh, we have a few prizes well a couple of prizes to give away this month thanks to geo stuff so once again, thank you to our sponsor, GeoStuff. There they are. So let me show you what you can win. So prize number one is this beautiful cash-in, trash-out GeoCoin. So that one is up for grabs. Very pretty. Let me just take that one away. And I'm going to fall back on my old favourite trick. You can help me with this, Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on the chat and let me know which one. Okay. The quickest, the first one in with the closest answer. I'll tell you the answer in a minute. <laughs> All right. So everyone knows the the trick. A number between one and one hundred. Only enter once. Only give us one number. I don't want ten thousand numbers from one person. Um. If you do, I'll just take the first answer. <laughs> Uh, so that's fine. All right. So go, go, go. Numbers between 1 and 100. Well, hey, here they come. Righty. Thank you, everyone. Keep those numbers coming in. Keep those numbers coming in. That's right, Julie. They must be worth it from Mingo. There was a lot to do in one day. I was looking at their uh, schedule and it was hectic. I can't believe they do it all in one day. They should spread it over two, just like us. 
Yes, loving the shout-outs from the guys in the US. Thanks, Lainey. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, this world we live in. Kitty Catch, great to have your support. Thanks, Joshua. It really is, so thank you. All righty, let me just keep having a look. I'll see if I can find some No one's hit the nail on the head, so let me just see if I can find. You can tell me the number. I, w- I will when I find the closest number. All right, so it looks like everyone <laughs> has stopped. Looks like everyone has stopped guessing. So I can turn the music off and lull everyone to sleep. So the magic number was 61. 61. Who was the first or who was the closest to 61? Let's have a look. 57, 57 50. from Lainey Kelly. Lainey Kelly with 57 on YouTube. 67, 61 we're looking for. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Every day we're scrolling. Keep on scrolling. Uh-huh. Okay. Looks like the winner for this month. Is Lainey Kelly, our sponsor, our marketing mentor. Thank you, Lainey. Well done. Good job. Didn't you, right. didn't you win another time? What's that? Didn't you win, out, win another time a couple shows ago? She did. Uh, but uh, oh. as a, she, she donated it to the place person. So I'll, I'll uh, check in with her. <laughs> it might be, it might be, but she donated her prize last time, so there you go. She'll donate it to the next deadline again. Yeah, um, it was, it was, who um, was who was the next closest to sixty-one? I saw a fifty-five from Graham Milbank. Yeah. Alrighty, Grub Fred. Congratulations, Grub Fred. We'll give it to you. Thanks, Lainey, for uh, passing that one on. Very generous of you. So, Grub Fred, I will get in contact with you and get some details. And you are the lucky recipient of this beautiful cash in trash out geocoin. That is coming your way soon, Grub Fred. So, look out for that. Well done. Alrighty. On to the next prize because there's more than one because geo stuff is super, super nice. Here is the next prize. This is seven travel bugs again, and these are the natural wonders of the world. So one person wins all seven, and I'm going with the old standard. Pick a number, any number between one and 100. <laughs> Not one and 1,000 or so? Or... No, that's too hard. Can't count that high. Alrighty, so get those numbers in. I'm going to pick another number. Right. There you are, Grub Fred. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Lainey, you must have the luck of the Irish. Two months in a row. Good job. See, it's mandatory that the people with numbers in their name, they just go with that number. <laughs> it was obviously their favourite number. Changed in 1978. What was 78? Yep. Oh, DTY73, though, didn't go with 73. Oh, 
That might be an automatic entry. I don't know. <laughs> All right, keep those guesses coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm with you on that. I wish it worked with the lotto too. If we could spend all our lady luck on lotto, very happy. Very happy. I'd be, I'd be happy with Kino. Kino. Well, yes, Kino. that would put some decent numbers too, can't it? Yeah. All right, keep those numbers coming in. Don't see too many answers coming in. Oh, someone else took 33. <laughs> all right, then, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, between 1 and 100. One of my favourite numbers, 33. 33. 
Let's do a quick little wrap up here. So massive thanks to our sponsors, LK Consulting Group, geostuff.com.au, and thanks to Mum. Also big thanks to the Patreons. They also uh, contribute money each month and help the podcast run. See Michelle, Kitty Catch, Green Cordial, GC Jazz, Kingfisher AU, Snappy Tomcats, Jule, Darren Archer, Captain Roverman, Kim Jarvis, and DTY73. Thank you very much for being a Patreon. I truly appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, thank you so much for the live viewers. Uh, thank you for being here. For the replay viewers, thank you for listening and taking your time. Um, and the listeners, thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget you can watch the replay on YouTube and you can watch it on Facebook. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, any of the pod, uh, podcast apps that you um, like to listen to your podcast through. We are there. Um, so basically next show will be on the 8th of June. So lock that one in Tuesday the 8th of June, 7.30. I will be back. New guest, new topic, same time, same place, same face. So thank you, everyone. Enjoy your nights. Thank you, Dahumbug, once again. Hope everyone enjoys their uh, week. Thank you. We'll see you next month. Thank you again. Bye-bye.